0: This is Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. Our heart for you is that you will live like Jesus
1: and share His love. Well, good morning, and welcome to episode seventeen of Radiant Reflections. Cheers. It's Josh and JB and
2: Brandon. <laughs> Brandon, Pastor Brandon Kinsey. Brandon, Community Next Steps Pastor. <laughs> I just like to get really close to the microphone like this. Sound like Barry White. And then when, so, you, when you
1: get closer, the, like, does your voice just automatically get deeper the it closer does. you get? Yeah, I think
2: it does. Because no, as, as I'm getting closer. All in podcast, no, lady. it really does.
0: So these microphones <laughs> yeah. have what they call a proximity effect. Oh, okay. So the bass frequency actually does get greater the closer in proximity you are to the diaphragm of the microphone. And huh. I was just making fun of you. It no, no, that's like yeah. a real uh, yeah. thing. This microphone has that.
1: Cool. Yeah. So. Huh. Well there you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's a brand new episode. Uh, and we need to start off with a correction actually from our last episode. Okay. So last episode, episode sixteen, we we made a, uh, a statement and we attributed it to the Nicene Creed. Oh. So my dear father, who is one of our faithful listeners, thanks, Thank Dad. You, Mr. Harrimer. Uh, he emailed me. He's like, oh, that's that's not the Nicene Creed. That's the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Catechism. He's right. So that is the West where it says this. Yes. It's a question and answer, right? Which is which you've seen a lot of the catechisms. What is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. So there we go. We Thank said, you, Mr. Harriman. We said Nicene Creed. It was the Westminster Shorter Catechism. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah. Also, I had a, a listener say to me that they feel like i interrupt you a lot jb who said that so i i wanted to say publicly if that is the case i am sorry like i don't it's not my intention to interrupt you i don't think that's the case so i just but if it is like that's that's not what i'm going for so i feel like our back and forth is good so I, I enjoy our back and forth. I was going to say, so. do you
2: need someone to come mediate you two once in a while?
1: Uh, <laughs> but there you go. But uh, hey, we've got coffee. We have coffee. Yeah. Okay,
0: so I here's the thing. It's not going to be as fun as normal oh. where we where we have notes that we would. Oh, there are there aren't notes. So on this, this one doesn't sing. So here's the thing. My neighbors uh, Rex and Carol Marquardt, great people. Really, I mean, just some of the best neighbors you could ever have. They went to Hawaii. They do every uh, year for three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And they asked our kids to Lily, particularly to watch their three dogs, Sergeant Roy Boy and Peanut, (laughs) which we love their dogs. Peanut is like this little itty bitty. I don't know what it is. Yeah. And then Sergeant, as you can think, is like a 150 pound Rottweiler, big old boy. He's so, he's awesome. General giant. Is
1: Roy boy like right in the middle? Roy
0: boy is a, uh, like a shepherding kind of dog, like a collie of some kind, but oh. it's bigger. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay.
1: Well, but I mean, I think like a full collie, they're pretty it's big. big. Like border collies are little. This is like
0: 70, I, I guess he's probably 70 pounds or something like that. So a okay. good sized dog. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, the kids watched the Marquardt's dog and as a gift in ho- from coming back from Hawaii, they brought... All kinds of stuff. They got Mikey a cool hat. Uh, they got all kinds of stuff for us. But they brought me a bag of coffee from Kona Coffee,
2: right? Which, when I, is that being grown in Hawaii? Yes. Okay. In the soil, the
0: lava soil, the okay. volcanic soil and all that. And so I was like, I was a little bit like, I'm not sure this coffee's going to be good. But sure. then I noticed on the bottom of the bag, it had a 95 tasting score. Okay. Up until I got this bag of coffee, I had only tasted coffee at a 92
1: level. Who who scores that?
0: Uh, I, there are coffee aficionados who are <laughs> who are cupping the coffee, who are certified graders. He's they're, talking
1: about cupping again,
0: Josh. They're yeah. they're coffee graders. Yeah. Huh. And the co- a certified coffee grader can give a score to coffee. So this was a 95. It didn't have any tasting notes on it. I don't think it's a 95. It doesn't taste like, it doesn't taste like that to me, but I don't know. I mean, it's very, very smooth. Sh- the shots are really good. The espresso is really good with this.
2: It, it's very smooth. Yeah. I, it's not fruity. Cause normally you like yes. flowery or fruity coffee. African.
0: I mean, the Ethiopian bean
2: is the best bean. But I, it, I, I mean, it's so. very smooth in the way that you brewed it. I noticed that I, I had a nice oil on top. Yeah. A sheen. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So that was good. Yeah. No, I like it cool and that's a good thing oil on the top I feel like there's flavor in it but you coffee snob can probably uh it's a kind of coffee right so like when you french press coffee
0: the oil will come to the surface and some people really like that that it's a very very uh specific taste coffee oil mm. um, but when you paper filter something you catch all those oils mm. um uh, so paper filter I didn't coffees. even think about the
2: filter doing that yep. yeah
0: yeah so, like, if you,
1: so if you're rocking like you're if you're just Throwing stuff in your coffee maker at home and mm-hmm. pushing the brew now button. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get the oils. So no, people are out paper. there like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's all about how you brew it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
0: Well, just think about like what gas, like oil from a boat looks like at the lake. You know, when you see that little bit of a oh, sheen, yeah. that color sheen. Yeah, You'll see that actually on top of the coffee when there's, and it yeah. is, it's a, there's can be a color to it. Yeah. Um, I think I
2: got all mine off.
0: Yeah. probably slurped it <laughs> down the first one.
1: I sort of see my reflection.
2: It's good coffee, though. In my cup of coffee. Yeah, I like it. I think I've had... Is it You said it was called Kahuna? Uh, Kona. Kona Kona. coffee. Yeah, which is what
0: Hawaii's very, very famous for, their Kona coffee.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think think I've had that before. Uh, Right before Amy and I got married, she was able to go on a trip to Hawaii, and she brought a bag back. Oh, nice. Um, But it wasn't brewed like this. Hmm. So, yeah, this is very nice the marquarts told us when they were there they went
0: to a very special plantation to get this coffee interesting and there was a barista there and they had another kind of special coffee there one cup of this coffee was 25
2: dollars. what
0: yeah they didn't pay for it they didn't do it is that
2: the one like the monkeys eat it and oh Oh, no the
1: cats like where the 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 cats poop it out and then you like recycle
2: the bean yeah yeah that's and then we can cat. charge you a bunch for... <laughs> <laughs> so there's a whole
0: documentary about that and how uh, the creatures are treated in that process. They're caged, and it's really, really not good. So not you know, a, that
1: be. is not an ethically sourced no. coffee. No. So don't drink the cat poop coffee, ladies and gentlemen. No. <laughs> it's for bad, a bunch of reasons. Bad I mean, it's not bad just... Of
0: <laughs> because oh. of the... <laughs> Okay,
1: we're 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 at our limit, our eight <laughs> okay. minute.
0: All right, so so, so how about using that, uh,
1: we had more uh, our series, more. We had installment four of that yesterday, and the message was brought by our very own Pastor Brandon Kinsey, and uh, he started the conversation about worship. So uh, yeah, it was really it was really good. I mean, how did you feel right coming off the message? How did you feel afterwards?
2: All right. Oh, um, I mean, I. I felt like I was obedient to what God had uh, asked me to do. And, you know, I kind of alluded to it in service that I still didn't have all the pieces. You know, normally when I teach, I try to have like all my pieces together. and But um, I just had peace about it. And so, yeah, I'm just trusting the Lord. Uh, will use it. And, you know, I received a handful of messages for some people that, you know, the Lord— used what I had to say to in their life. So it's just really cool. But yeah, I feel good about it. I just, my hope and my desire is really that it would just inspire people to just worship in their secret place. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, my intimacy and my worship in my own walk has been remarkable. And I just deeply desire other people to have that. Well, and I think that was an important
1: uh, point that you made yesterday, right? Cause, and, and I can't speak for everybody, obviously, <clears throat> but I, I would imagine if you pulled the general church population right, and you asked them, "Well, what is worship?" Right, mm. You'd probably get a fair number of them that would mm. would define it as the the corporate singing portion yeah. of a of a church service. Yeah. Right, so, so to bring worship into the the context of the secret place, yeah. and as you did, kind of like unpack some of the different, you know forms of worship. Mm I think that was really good.
2: Yeah, I did put a... And I posted it in the evening. Like, I think it was Saturday night or something. And I just put something on my Facebook. I was just kind of curious. But there was was a little bit more variety than what I expected from the few people that responded to that. So I was actually really encouraged by that. It's like, cool, people... Like, they haven't just put worship into a box, I guess, in a sense. So that was encouraging. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I was just trying to... Bring maybe a more holistic view of what worship could look like, and I would imagine if we were to study it even more, even what I brought was probably just a, a portion of how we could continue to worship.
1: So. Oh yeah, I mean you you put a lot of stuff into a into a relatively short message. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, but I, think I think you, think you could have good. done a message on each of the components you oh, brought. Oh sure. You know, a message yeah. on
0: what does it mean to to worship and lament just a message about that that you could have easily uh
1: done that yeah and and we'll see more messages about worship absolutely of course more series you know you'll Mm -hmm. see that well you know we're we're going to address confession as its own you know practice confession repentance Mm -hmm. and and that type of thing so no it's really good no uh kind of a cool story and i got her permission to share this but my wife she does uh, she tries at least once a month she does what she calls a date with jesus Hmm. right she and uh if you know my wife, you can talk to her about why she calls it that. Whatever, we're not going to get into that here. But she had one of these on Friday, and and it was she was really blessed by your message hmm. <clears throat> because over the course of her date with Jesus, right? This is essentially like a kind of like what we would call a dog day, okay, or an extended yeah. secret place type of thing. And my wife, for those of you that don't know, uh, she's she's quite musical. She can play the guitar. She can play the piano. She sings. She uh, she spent some time as the drummer yep. uh, for our our and worship team at the that. church we went to years and years ago. Um, she's very musical, and she was having kind of this moment of of wrestling with with God and 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 saying, "Lord, I I have all these things," and, and I and she desires. Like she's like, Man, I, I wanna be part of the worship team. I wanna do these things. And and in a sense, the father said, Nope, nope, like that's this isn't the season for that. And mm-hmm. she's frustrated. So Nicole's mm-hmm. like, Man, like I wanna I wanna use these these giftings that you've given me and, and and bring them to the people. And and as she's sitting in this this secret space, like I mean, she's just, you know, playing her guitar, doing all this stuff, and, and she really senses the Holy Spirit saying to her, Well, am I not enough? Is it Ooh. not enough to just wow. just use your gifts to worship and honor me? Wow! And wow. so then when you bring this this whole idea of of worship in the secret place like that that, that Nicole was like <laughs> uh, she was she was really moved by what you brought wow. uh, yesterday. Praise God! Because it, it lined up. I mean, just Holy Spirit used that in a really cool way to build on what He had started in her on Friday. Wow! wow. So, That's so yeah. cool. Super
2: cool. Yeah, I mean, that's one of my prayers is just to be a conduit. So that's cool that, like, I had nothing to do with her date day with Jesus, but that he could use something in that. I don't know. That's that's pretty neat. I like that. So of the four, right, and JB, I'd be curious to get your your
1: thoughts on this, right? Because you talked about uh, these different forms, right? Confessional, lament, praise, thanksgiving, and adoration. And we've maybe hit on this a little bit in a previous episode. Maybe not. Maybe it was just in conversation that we've had.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But do you feel like our in in a corporate setting, in a corporate setting, do we have a lopsided approach to the forms of worship that we use? Yes. Yes, I would say that we do.
0: Um, you know, thanksgiving and adoration are definitely probably the most uh you know, the things that we hit the most, especially as a band, you know, especially as a worship team. Uh, Lament is something that we don't often, you know, really get into. And we've had expressions. I feel like when we've had issues in our nation where we've come in as a body, we're like, wow, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a grievous thing. And we don't want to just like sweep it under the rug. We want to talk about it a little bit. So that's a worshipful thing outside of music, just to identify with our brothers and sisters or just other creatures of God, other image bearers who are suffering. They may not even know Jesus, but. Um, you know, all these mass shootings, you know, that we've been seeing in the last like mm. week and a half, three weeks, two weeks or something. Um, in the Asian population, particularly, it's like, what's going mm-hmm. on? Um, you know, those are, those are ways that I think just identifying and recognizing and saying we care. Uh, that's a form of worship mm. and it's a lament because we're grieved in our spirit. Mm. I think that was one of the things that Kinsey really did well bringing to the, to the forefront was, Lament is this process of of having a holy dissatisfaction with the status of the world in comparison to God's kingdom. Like we know in our hearts, like we sense his kingdom. Like we sense a blessing. And then uh, when we come in contact with things that are so backwards and broken and opposed to who our King is, who Jesus is and his love for us, there is, there is a holy lament. That it's like, oh, that's not, that's not, a
1: grief. No, and and I really really like the way you worded it in second service you you use slightly different wording of first service compared to second service Mm -hmm. but in second service when you were talking about lament uh, you use that language it's 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 recognizing the gap between our experience Mm -hmm. and the goodness of god Mm -hmm. i was like whoa like Mm -hmm. i mean that was just like the (laughs) the way i mean i mean because that that is such a such a a a good summary Mm -hmm. of what that is because we have that all the time mm. right? We sing we sing about this God who's good. we sing about this God you know who who does all these wonderful things. We talk about a God who provides, yeah. but there are times where we're sitting we're like, uh it doesn't seem like that's what's happening right now yeah mm-hmm. right and and there's that there's that tension that that dissonance between what we <laughs> what we're hearing and,
2: and yeah. what we're actually living. yeah, I had a lady uh, come up to me, I think it was after second service. And she was in tears, just emotional. Uh, and I, I believe it was her, it was hard for me to hear, uh, but I believe it was her parent. Um, is it ALS that messes with your muscles oh. and stuff? A- ALS is yeah, that's like terrible. It's, it's, yeah. it's
1: it's just it's progressively it progressively shuts terminal. down your whole body, yeah, and you die. It's, it's, it's terminal,
2: terrible. right? And I and I guess it's very progressive in this person's um, parent, mm. and they've been praying for healing and stuff, but like being able to see the worship and lament was instrumental for this lady. And uh, she just came up to me and expressed that, like just a a heart of gratitude of she didn't see it like that before Mm -hmm. because she was looking for this this healing. But kind of going back to the idea of gap, like, yeah, there is a gap between what experience my parent is dying in a horrible way, but God is still good. Mm -hmm. And there's just this gap between those two. But here's the thing, like God's in that gap, you know? And mm-hmm. uh and the gospel's
0: present there. Yeah. You know, the gospel's present because yeah. when we see the suffering and death that's happening all around us in the world, it, it should spark us to say, but mm-hmm. there there's a kingdom coming where there is no yeah. you know, you talked about cancer. You you talked about abortion. You know, there these things are not going to exist in, in God's kingdom. So yeah. there's and you you called us to do this, I think really well second service i don't remember first service and if you did this but i think second service you you said we can't sit in lament there Mm. has to be a shifting from a season of lament to where we we look heavenward and i think that's what it is there's like there's this holy longing that comes (laughs) yeah i'm in the i'm in this dip this gap this chasm of human life but jesus you're coming back
2: yeah you're coming back absolutely and you know, with my personality and my temperament, like, I don't like the bad feelings, um, so I definitely don't like to be there. But at the same time, I'm learning to embrace those moments mm-hmm. more, um, which is what I tried to express uh, very raw and very fresh, you know, with my neighbor and everything. And Did he pass? I- I'm assuming, like, so when we got home after service, there wasn't a single car around. Mm-hmm. So I went from, like, filling a whole block <laughs> city block of ch- chairs and cars and people and it was like a ghost town there. So, um, cause my intention was to go over there after service just to mm-hmm. reach out. So yeah. my assumption is uh, he had passed. So mm-hmm. Lord have mercy on him. Um, but like, I don't, you know, I don't like bad conversations or tension conversations, but at the same time, like God is in those moments. And do we see that in our inward soul? Like, do we see that in our inward being? Do we see God in those moments? But like to your point of like, we can't just stay there forever. Like, there is something to be praiseworthy. So I tried to show that with that, you know, the cross. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that teeter totters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I, yeah don't know. I
1: mean, and I think I I was really glad that you talked about lament because <clears throat> I think we're we're like you you alluded to earlier too right like we're off we're usually off balance in the other direction like we're, we're in the praise
2: and yeah and i, okay. I think some yeah. of that is
1: is is maybe bad teaching that people have received it's cultural too but i mean but you but you see this even in like little kid songs right like i i cringe every time i hear you know you ever hear the song i'm in right out right up right down right happy all the time it's like I've no, like that's Jesus terrible. Said, that's. Yeah, 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 like yeah. when Jesus yeah. Christ came in, He saved my heart from sin. I'm in right, out right, up right, down right, happy, happy all the time. time. Hey. It's like no, like that's <laughs> terrible theology. Yeah, like I mean, and it no, that's not yeah. real. Like you,
2: you can't actually live that way. Right. Well, right. Look but, at the Psalms, you know, with David. Like well, you
1: and I, we actually looked at that not too you long that ago. Logos? Yeah, in Logos. Yeah, like there's a. Isn't it the majority of the Psalms are lament? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. right? So so we're like, oh we can't we we've got to have all this happy, you know, feel good stuff and we ignore yeah. the heavy stuff. But at the same time, like in our spirit, we know there's a gap. Mm-hmm. But I, I think a failure to to step into that gap and and grieve it uh, really limits our ability to experience the goodness of God. Yeah. because when we experience the goodness of God in contrast to the brokenness of the world mm. i think it becomes much more clear yeah that's good i don't know so you no know, i really i really appreciated that you that you went down the road of of lament and again and confession as yeah. well
2: i wasn't expecting to go there as long but because of what i'm experiencing this week it was just so real and fresh in the moment yeah
0: and so. you've experienced some suffering, even though you know you oh, sure, yeah. your personality is you know you're, you're more happy-go-lucky, but you've you've had some suffering in your life that yeah. has informed who you are as a Christian and a follower a man of God. You know, losing your mom early in life—you were
2: young. Yeah, I think the Lord uh, has used that mm-hmm. um, to draw me closer to Him, and it's kind of weird. I don't know if this if I can describe it correctly, but like. I'll be in conversations with people my own age or even people older than me um they still got their parents, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like i still have I mine. lost mine like a long time ago, right you know and and i'm and when I have those moments, I realize just how uncommon that is, mm-hmm. like my friend Chris Kidd, like he is the age that my mom passed away. And I look at him, and, like, we're really good friends, and I don't – he is older if he's listening to this. Um, but, like, I don't consider him old, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, like, the reality well, of – Because he's not. He's and not, he's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, like, it's hitting me more and more, especially the closer that I get to that age of, like, how young and, – and that was a trigger point because I wasn't walking with the Lord then. But just even other passings, like all my grandparents are gone and stuff like that. But, yeah, the Lord's used all of that grieving to really draw me closer to him. And there's plenty of scriptures that talk about how he is close to the brokenhearted. He, he's with mm. those who mourn, and and we should do that with other people as well. Mm. So, yeah, God really shows up in those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. So you hit on...
1: Some of the other forms, right? And these are ones that we're maybe more familiar with, right? The Thanksgiving, the adoration, the praise. Like, you know, again, it's it's maybe easy for us to think about that in the context of corporate worship, but what does that look like in the secret place? Right? Like what mm. are some ways I mean you talked about hey, you know, put this song on, but is it is it is it primarily musical? Is it you know, I don't know, what are what are some other ways that you can express praise, adoration, and thanksgiving in mm. the secret place? Because maybe you've got somebody like, man, they don't have they don't have a musical bone in their body, <laughs> right? Right, and they're like, well, I can't pick up a guitar and like,
0: right. Sing, Paul,
1: Paul sing a song. says that you
0: make yeah. your petitions or your requests, the things that you're asking of God, you make them known to Him with thanksgiving first. Your prayers and petitions begin with with thanksgiving, so we don't just come to God with this this like, hey, do this, do that. Would you do this? It's it's to begin that that time in the secret place with thanks, with saying. I see and and some of us you know we talk about a gratitude journal or a gratefulness journal or something that helps trigger us to remember just how blessed we actually are. Uh so I think the the Thanksgiving can that can happen in prayer outside of music. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. outside of music. Yeah. Just identifying saying God you you did this. Thank you for doing this.
1: Thank you for doing this. Mm-hmm. Thank you for doing this. Yeah, well, I mean, in gratitude, like, and I don't, I don't remember if we've hit on this on in the in this season of the podcast, right? But I mean, gratitude, like, actually has the capacity to rewire your brains. So it was really interesting. Physiologically. So, so, so Thursday, yeah. this past Thursday, I was, I was yeah. <clears throat> in on a, a training, and they talked about like how do you, how do you uh, battle cynicism, right? And and mm-hmm. one of the ways you do that is is through gratitude, like, because mm-hmm. it literally like rewires the, the the pathways in your brain. Yeah. And then I don't know where the guy was from, right? At the revival. And I don't remember exactly what he said, but that guy got up, you know, when Chase said, oh. Hey, is anyone, and he, and he said, Cynicism and skepticism, do something. Mm. I should have written it down because I was like, Oh, man.
2: Yeah, I was just in the moment. I didn't write it down either. you talking about the tall guy that, spoke? yeah, that first yeah. guy
1: that popped up when, when Chase asked yeah. if anyone wanted to, wanted to share. But I mean, it is like, like it could be easy to get cynical, skeptical, and he, and he says, No, but, but I mean, how do you, how
2: do you change that? It's, it's gratitude. Yeah. It's gratitude. Yeah. So,
1: so, yeah, Thanksgiving.
2: Yeah. I, you know, I guess for me, in a real practical way to answer your question, is in those little moments, like these little 10 second prayers of, you know, like I could be leaving here, going back to the office, and it's like, Man, God, you're good. You know you're using this podcast to help edify people. Thank you for allowing me to be a part of that. You were so good, you know, like mm-hmm. um, but it'll be like maybe after a conversation or something happened, um, you know, so like yesterday, forgive me, give me just a little bit of a bunny trail. I promise it'll come back to the answer to the question. You're good. Yeah. um, so, um, I shared this during second service. But it started in between the two services. Chris Kidd um, came up to me, and um, he spent a significant amount of time in Psalm 51. And I think if he was sitting here, he would argue that that's probably his favorite psalm right now, uh, which is really cool. And I alluded to that in the message, like, hey, go read this scripture. And he was almost prompted, like, even during the service to, like, stand up. But the Lord said, just pump the brakes. Uh, He was joking about that last night. Um, But he came and he spoke to me in between the services. And he's like, hey, I just want to share this. I've been wrestling with this. Um, And and then he read, I think it was verse 17. And then the Spirit kind of just said, you know what? It's okay to share that. And I just paused in the middle of the message and I read that one verse. And I went on with the rest of the message. After second service, Jennifer Smith comes up to me, who sat during both services and was praying that I would share Psalm 51, specifically verse 17 that I shared. (laughs) Those two never had a conversation with one another, and it's just like I got to be the conduit inside of that. So my adoration is like, wow, God, you are so good that you allowed me to be Mm -hmm. right smack dab of what you're doing in these two people's lives. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, just for those of you, if you didn't catch the message yesterday or you were in
1: first service and, and you didn't hear that, uh, Psalm 5117 says, The sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O God. Maybe your
2: uh, translation says a contrite heart. So, yeah. 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 So it's just like, I mean, it's a small little things. I mean, what what is the coincidence of that happening? Two different people who didn't even talk. But the Lord just laid this thing. And to me, it's like, do we see those little moments? Right, They're all over the place. They can happen at the grocery store, the coffee shop, and passing in the hallway. Like, do we see those? And when when we pause and slow down, like, that's where my heart is of, man, God, you are so good. I love you so much that, like, I got to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's praise Thanksgiving, but like, I just adore Jesus that I get to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. So that's
1: really good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you seem surprised. You're like, <laughs> I yeah,
2: I just I, I we've gotta look for those moments. I think they're everywhere. We just we miss it because we're going so fast all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What else you got, Josh? I'm I'm looking at my notes. JB, you say something smart here because i I just thought i thought it was
0: encouraging you know just how many different facets of worship that were covered you know that were apart from music um Mm. because that does and i think ryan has done a good job setting cultural expectations at the church to say that look it's worship is more than than uh what the band does on sunday mornings yeah far more and so that I mean we have that context. We have had that context at our church for uh years, really. Um so seeing it from from those different lenses, that really that really was was good.
1: Yeah, I agree totally. No, I mean to go back to that idea of right um of worship in the secret place, and you you tagged on to something Ryan had said early on in the series, right? And I, I might misquote it, but essentially the practices are the the ecosystem in which you know transformation happens you know is that grown, kind of thing yeah and so then you talked about yesterday you talked about constructing a greenhouse of worship right like like letting worship be this space within your secret place uh that allows things to flourish mm-hmm. um and then the idea that when when we worship in the secret place right our worship in the secret place will overflow into corporate worship mm-hmm. uh let's let's talk just briefly about that idea right like like what might that look like because here's the thing like you know we we and joke isn't the right word but like sometimes we'll we'll notice there's a difference between the services you know first service second Mm -hmm. service like Mm -hmm. like in the in the music portion right like second service tends to be a little bit more like you know like they're Mm -hmm. they're going after it first service is a little bit more reserved like sometimes, sometimes, not all sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I mean, so, so talk about that, like, and, and, and this is, this is maybe a little bit of conjecture. Like, man, if we, if we, and maybe it's a wrong metric, I don't know. You guys can, you know, tell me if I'm being stupid. Um You're not. If we all start to get this right, which maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. If we all start to get this right. And worship becomes a, a, a crucial element of our secret place. What might that look like on a Sunday morning? Again, worship is more than singing. It's not just the all of us together, but that is a component of it. How might that aspect of worship be affected if we all have a vibrant time of worship in our secret place? Does that make sense? It does. Okay. It does. I'm just trying to
2: formulate some words. So if
1: you, uh, I, you know,
0: I think Kinsey really did a great job poking us. Uh, he poked us <laughs> a couple it's, times. That's a good
1: thing. Kinsey. That's oh a good yeah. Thing.
0: There was an exhortation that, and he said those words, he said, you know, what would it, what would it look like y'all? If we believed these words that I'm saying right now, like if we believe the things that are being taught right now, how would that change and inform our worship services? And here's, here's, um, Here's how I see it. Sometimes this is going to be a little bit macabre, but you guys can judge it. Sometimes I think of the body of Christ, just like a body, right? We have mm-hmm. our head, Jesus, and then we have our, our, our physical bodies, our hands and our legs and all of our parts and so forth. I think a lot of times when we come in uh, on, on a Sunday morning, we're disfigured. This, mm. this giant body is disfigured. It's mm. dismembered. It's broken. It's broken. It's disabled, it's broken because you've got handfuls and pockets of people who have not had that secret place time Mm -hmm. and God has gifted and called these people with specific things that I gotta have it, like I Mm -hmm. need it. The Holy Spirit through that person, I need that gift. I don't Mm -hmm. have it. And when they haven't had that time in the secret place collectively, you know, we're losing, we're missing what our head wants to impart to the entire Mm. body and and we're we're coming with a partial sacrifice and a partial offering and a and a a piece of something when what you were saying was look god has well more (laughs) he has more for us in worship and if each of you in this room the the hundreds of people you were speaking to if you just take this even just a just a mustard seed of Mm -hmm. it watch watch what nuclear bomb fire will will go off
2: yeah i and i i wonder what that nuclear bomb would look like in a sense to use your word picture but yeah like when you're talking about the body i'm envisioning like well maybe my portion in in the body the church is like we're this muscle that is connected but The arm can't lift really well because that muscle is bruised or something. It's Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's a really good word picture. Uh, what was that John Tyson quote um, at the revival thing?
1: Dude, I should have brought my It was I um, brought my notes God
2: shows up where he's wanted or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Because it, it uh, he was the guy who studied all the revivals, right? <laughs> yes. So he studies mm-hmm. all the revivals, and that was kind of his. Summed it all up yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Like, God will show up where he's wanted. And it's like it. If we want God in our secret worship, how? I mean, whoa, yeah. What would happen? What would be the nuclear bomb if the church body in our secret place wanted God, but then we bring that same fire together? Hunger. Yeah, hunger, fire, passion. Hmm. Um, I mean, practically speaking, I. I, I mean, what if? more healings happened Mm -hmm. you know what if there was some prophecy that was we have not because we ask not right
0: and i think we get not because we don't come wanting like we come into the house of god and we're just like ho-hum whatever i've got my coffee and i'm doing whatever i want to do uh we miss the encounter because the holy spirit is a gentleman yeah, he's not absolutely. going to be kicking down the doors of our hearts. We have a, a. It is a relationship. It's an equal decision. We have to say, Holy Spirit, we want to encounter you. Like we want to be changed by you. And when we say that, like this, tenth of a thousandth of a percent of a choice we make, Jesus comes as ninety nine point nine percent and just blows our doors off. And he mm-hmm. did. He did that yesterday.
2: Yeah, I, you said the glory is what you, just, you you mentioned. The glory of God. Yeah, I mean. I thought, I forget who said it, one of you two said it, like, the presence of God is here, like His Holy Mm. Spirit, but like, are we aware of it? Are we open to it? Are our eyes there? And and my prayer Saturday night was, Lord, would your glory be thick Mm. in this place? I I don't know what that meant. It was just a prayer that just came out, and I mean, I felt that in the air, and uh, I don't know if other people would describe it that way or not, but... Yeah I, oh, yeah, I just like, God, would your glory, because I think there's a difference of that head knowledge of knowing that God's presence there, but when he just like, just creaks open <laughs> the gates of heaven a little bit, and his mm-hmm. glory just, holy smokes, like it is phenomenal. And and I think when we experience those moments, and I've been really blessed to be a part of those over the last probably month and a half, these, what I would call these glory moments. Um, it marks you mm. and you can't help but to want more of that. Mm-hmm. And you deeply desire other people to have that because it changes you. Um, and I think that's what a lot of our heart is for Sunday morning is we, like you guys were very clear in the way you communicated of we do, we pray every single week, Holy Spirit show yeah. up. I love um That prayer that Paul has in Ephesians 1, you know, Lord, uh, we pray that the eyes of their hearts would be open, Mm -hmm. you know. I, I mean, that is my prayer for so many people that mm-hmm. in your heart, you know, Ryan talks about that 18 inches, right? Would the eyes of our hearts be open to your glory? Could we see your mm-hmm. glory? Could we feel your glory? Could we feel that thickness of your glory here today? Because what's going to do, it's going to affect me the, all the rest of the week mm-hmm. because I felt the glory of God.
0: How, well, how do we come prepared? Let me throw that idea out. Like if we're coming for worship, we're coming for, and I'm talking about worship when I'm going to get my coffee, when I'm checking my kids in, when I'm. Uh, so you're, you're talking, how do, how do we come prepared for
1: the corporate you
2: know, we're coming expression? To
0: the, we're coming to the end of the podcast. And I'm thinking, what if the three of us could just maybe impart something to the listeners and the viewers that is a take home for, for them? What can they do? coming okay we'll say first wednesday because that's the next service Mm -hmm. which they'll Uh be watching this wednesday morning uh, yeah potentially but wednesday sunday whatever the next worship service that y'all come to attend what can you do in the secret place in worship based on kinsey's message in this conversation to bring your part your peace your offering your health your wholeness the the touch of glory that you've
2: experienced Mm uh, before you came, what can we do? Uh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I'm thinking about it through a f- couple of different lenses. The one is the families with young kids. I mean, cause, um, that's very distracting cause you're focused on the needs of your children and stuff. But is there a way that one of the spouses, like maybe you take breaks or something in there mm. and just carve out 15 minutes of go for a walk, whatever, just be quiet, um and get whatever you need to get off your chest maybe it's as you're driving um to the corporate wor- worship mm. you don't even turn the radio on like mm. you just sit in silence um or maybe you pick your favorite worship song and just cry out to the lord and just praise be intentional Him. is what you're saying yeah being intentional yeah that would probably mm-hmm. be a, a a quick way to respond to
1: that. Mm-hmm. So Kinsey's is probably a lot more practical than mine. Uh, and I mean, but I'll, I'll take mine back to that secret place. Uh, I was reading in Psalm 139 this morning, uh, verses 23, 24, search me, O God, know my heart, test me and know my anxious thoughts. Mm-hmm. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Mm-hmm. I think we need to, we need to start asking the question, right? Cause, and, and quite frankly, and maybe this is, this is bad, right? But it's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating sometimes, uh, from the, from the pastoral perspective, right? You guys can speak into this. Right, like you you're like you're belting out. His name is Jesus. I mean like this powerful like we are ascribing worth and glory mm-hmm. to our savior, right? And and you've got you've got a, a good number of people. Stone cold. Stone cold. Sure. It's like do you do you hear the words that we're singing? So I I, I would back it up and say and that's where I loved, you know, this idea that like worship in, in the secret place overflows. Like ma- maybe we have to sit in our secret place and say, Lord, what is in me? What is in me that is getting in the way? Mm. Inhibition of 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 mm-hmm. recognizing mm-hmm. and expressing your worth. Mm-hmm. Right to to be able to. I mean, again, not everybody is musical. I get that, mm-hmm. but still to 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 sit there like nothing. And again, different te- te- different temperaments, personality. I get mm-hmm. I get that. I get that.
2: But still, how, how can we sit there? It's what Kinsey said. Like, I don't I don't. So to go on that vein, I mean, that my encouragement, I think I alluded to this, or we've talked about it, but Gary Thomas's book, Sacred Pathways, mm. um, I mean, he talks about all kinds of different nature. pathways. Yeah. Nature, yeah. Uh, activists, you know, like yeah. maybe you feel the closest to God when you're feeding homeless people, right? Yeah. Or you feel the closest to God what reading liturgy. what's bob goff say
0: god's heart jesus heart is for the weird ones the naked ones the sick ones (laughs) and the imprisoned ones that's what he says yeah bob goff says that he i think he's right when we read the. the
2: so maybe learn what your sacred pathway is Mm. and maybe you step into that pathway on your way to corporate worship and maybe it would overflow because if music isn't your thing Mm -hmm. but maybe you can appreciate the other people that like that is their thing And like, you're blown away by that. Like Mm. if, if worshiping through music, um, isn't your thing, but you see people whose it is, maybe you can just be in awe and adoration of God of, wow, clearly that person is just so in love with you, Jesus. Like I worship you now because I see how they are worshiping you.
1: Mm. Yeah. And I mean, and that's a good perspective because I, I am musical. So like, so to me, it's like, man, how do you guys not, how do you not, how how do you not see this? Yeah. I mean, but I don't know. Yeah, I think back it up in the secret place. Well, uh, and and
0: yeah, e- even what what Kinsey's saying about you know maybe music isn't your isn't your thing. Uh, as the music guy, I'll poke back on that. <laughs> every time we meet on a Sunday, every time we meet on a Wednesday, this is a heavenly and a sacred rehearsal, friends. That's all this is. When we gather for mm. worship and study the Word, it's a rehearsal of what eternity is going to look like. And I don't know about you, but if y'all have read the end of your Bible, there's a bunch of music involved.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, if you, if you read all throughout the uh, Scripture, I mean, like there's, Psalms, is, yeah. that's a songbook. Yeah. Paul talks about, hey, we're gonna we're we're gonna worship with hymns and mm-hmm. song, you know, spiritual yeah. songs. You know, I mean, so that's, that's in their and part of the, the- yeah. music is a
0: huge part of eternity, right? And and you'll you'll hear us sometimes from the stage talk about the heavenly choir. Which we talk about us, the church at Radiant, joining this heavenly choir that right now are they're saying, holy, mm. holy, holy is the Lord God almighty. These angels around the throne. So when we begin to kind of get a, a glimpse through the veil of what heaven is, um, I want to piggyback on what you guys said. And the takeaway I would give to listeners and viewers would be to make an intentional choice in the secret place to prepare to do something in preparation. And I want to make sure and tell you, and we're not saying that if you've had a week where your neighbor has passed, that we're expecting you to come in and be like, ha ha ha, let's let's dance. You know, there's a place for people to be in grief and a place for people to be in Thanksgiving at the same time. You know, we're a body, you know. Uh, You know, right now you could see I've got this bandaid on my knuckle. I've been training Krav Maga with my kids and I was working on the speed bag and I didn't wear my gloves and I'm punching this this speed bag and I didn't even notice it, but my knuckle was like, it's completely raw. I feel that all day. Like I feel this little thing, but at the same time, another part of my body is full of joy at the, at the mm. presence of God. So our bodies, as we're connected together by our head, Jesus, there can be these multifaceted experiences. Don't, don't feel like we're saying come in and you gotta be hip hip hooray. Uh, but be intentional, you know, be intentional to say, this is not just another Sunday. It's not just another worship service. I get to come with my brothers. I get to come with my sisters. I get to sing to Jesus. I get to hear the word of God being taught. Mm. Like I get to do this thing. What's my part? What's my place? Is it a, is it a smile to that, that person? Is it an opening of the door? Is it bending down on a knee to listen to a child when they're telling you their silly story about what happened at <laughs> school? You know, is it, what is it? You've got a part and a piece It's not just these dudes who have a shingle somewhere that says that we're pastors or whatever we are. You are part of this and and you can be a part of ushering in the glory and the presence of God. Mm -hmm. You have a contribution.
1: Oh, That's good. I like that idea of the overlap because that bounces back to the lament, right? Maybe we are singing the goodness of God. And you're in that space where you don't feel that right now. Yeah, express that in your own words, or like as 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 that song is being sung, like you say, Lord, I, man, we're mm-hmm. singing about how you're good, but I I don't feel it. right now that isn't my experience. Like, mm-hmm. meet me in this place, and He does, He mm-hmm. does. I mean, you you, yeah. you talk about that, Kinsey. So yeah, that overlap, I like I like
2: that, that idea, JB. So yeah, I that for me the the scale, you know, and I I think it moves from time to time. You just don't mm. want to be stuck on one side or the other mm. with that scale so no it's good
0: yeah needs to be a balance well this has been fun guys Kenzie, yeah. glad you could join us yeah it's been episode 17 of radiant reflections as we always yeah, yeah. say um let's 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 give a shout out to somebody else who's active in sharing uh the podcast
1: well i do about the sharing but i know i did get feedback from Lori. Lori and she we had asked about sushi Okay. Lori was like, "I love sushi, and she likes wasabi with it, and all that yes. stuff." So shout S- out to Lori. Shout that's out to up. Lori. Uh- that's <laughs> up. Yeah, so that's good. Yeah, you can if you've got to if you got a share. Yeah, one,
0: you, you know, know. I, I'll just continue to say, uh, Tammy Chup has just been so encouraging in her comments um, on on just how God's speaking to her. She was really encouraging yesterday, posting some things uh, from the message that encouraged her. You know, so yeah, that encouragement you guys have no idea what that does to <laughs> to our cups. Uh, it really does because we we question ourselves. Right, we're like, man, are we doing the right things? <laughs> so, we're I just—I
1: just, just said a lot of words. Did yeah. uh, did that make a difference in anybody's yes. life?
0: <laughs> but if you would just continue to like the podcasts, uh, share them. Sharing them is probably the most powerful thing that you can do. When you share those on your social media platforms, it, it exposes other people to these conversations, and hopefully a percentage of, of what we've just said in the last 45 minutes can bring blessing and, and bring honor to Jesus. So come back next time for episode 18, 18. where we will be talking about who's on next.
2: Who's, who's uh,
1: Ryan's he's continuing the the theme of worship. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Going
2: to more of the corporate more worship. The corporate side. So okay. we started off with the secret place. And now what does that look like in the public place? Sneak peek y'all. <laughs> All right. Blessing. Talk to you soon.
0: Thanks for listening to Radiant Reflections, the podcast of the Radiant Life Church in Sturgis, Michigan. We hope today's edition of Radiant Reflections has helped you live like Jesus and share his love with your family, friends, and neighbors. To learn more about the church family this podcast originates from, check out theradiantlife.church. That's theradiantlife.church. Maybe you have some questions after listening today. We'd love to hear from you. Send an email to podcast at theradiantlife.church. That's podcast at theradiantlife.church. Don't forget to subscribe to the Radiant Reflections podcast. When you subscribe, you'll always have the latest content delivered right to your phone from the Radiant Life Church. We'd also be grateful if you could rate and review Radiant Reflections. Every time we receive a five-star review, more people learn about this podcast. We also want to encourage you to share this podcast on social media and with your friends and family. Join us next time for another edition of Radiant Reflections.